said it to me. Red the Pod, episode 20, where we always discuss the latest Nebraska issues. I'm Stephanie, and here with me today is Melody. Let's get started. <gasps> Stephanie, do you know what tomorrow is? Uh, um, Monday? I think it's, it's the, Monday. It's the first slash middle of the legislature starting back up. Oh, they're resuming. Should they're resuming. Fun. So today's Sunday, so by the time people listen, you know, it might be Tuesday or Wednesday, but just know we're really excited for the legislature to be starting back up. This is, it's kind of like football season for political nerds. Usually it runs from January to May, but because of COVID, it stopped in March. And so they still have more time that they have to finish. They're constitutionally mandated to finish it. Mm -hmm. And... And so we get a part two. We never have the legislature in the summertime. So this is very exciting for all of the political nerds of Nebraska. Mm-hmm. So when your nerdy political friends are all jazzed up this week, you'll know why. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone in COVID land's like, finally, something new on TV. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be watching on NET Live. They stream it on their website. You can get the app on your phone. Um. They, there's a progressive the study Facebook that always streams it yep. there. Yep. So it might be the reason why I have two screens at work <laughs> for the legislative season. Uh, I'm just kidding, it's... boss. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so this is big stuff. This is big stuff. Um, Stephanie, what do you think they're going to be doing? What are hopes? Well, what are your dreams? I mean, I mean, they're they're my hopes and dreams, and none of that's going to be happening. None of my hopes and dreams will be happening because, I mean, I'm assuming there's like one big thing that they're going to do, and that's Pete and his cronies trying to cut property taxes, which for small farmers, I think we need um, property tax relief. Um, They are being taxed at a pretty high rate, um, which I don't know all the ins and outs of, but they also are facing very low commodity prices and they, we faced a natural disaster like we've never seen the year before. And so the small farmers, not the corporate farmers, I could give two shits about them, but the small farmers in our state need some help. But I'm really guessing that Pete and his friends are probably not going to address the problem in a way that's good for Nebraska or that I would support. So... You know, I actually wrote a piece about this on the Seeing Red blog, but when we talk about Pete and his cronies, we are mostly talking about rural senators who sell out their own districts. It's not Omaha and Lincoln. They may face little defunds, little cuts here and there, but as population centers, they actually have a little more um, ability to save their cities, but it's, it's rural senators it's rural senators that are killing rural everything. 
they're killing rural everything. And we recorded a podcast about that. You could go back and listen to our fancy library owning Paul Theobald. Yep. I thought you were going to say it, Stephanie. <laughs> You're always. I was. I'm always thinking about Paul. I was thinking I know. about the interview we did with Robin. Oh uh, yeah. So, yeah, it'll it'll be real interesting to see what they do with these couple of weeks in the middle of summer. I wish that I had a little more hope that they would do good things for our state, but you know. Well, the one thing I really need them to do, legislators, if you're listening. They need to push back on executive power. The governor thinks that because we are in a pandemic that will last for who knows how long, that he can use this as an ultimate power play. Yep. And that's fucked up. I wonder where he got that idea from. Well, he's always wanted to be a Christo-fascist czar of this state. He wants us all to be tithing to the Catholic Church and do whatever he says without question. He wants us all to be praying at the God of billionaire wealth and be grateful for the pennies we receive to work our fingers to the bone for nothing. He wants to see us die. The cruelty is his pornography. He's a bad person. He's just a bad person with no redeeming qualities. None. And it sucks because most people have redeeming qualities. I mean, you guys heard me a couple of podcasts ago. I even said something nice about Brewer, you know, but like yeah. he nothing, nothing. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, I think that uh, some time I've had to look at our society and the impacts of the pandemic make me like him and capitalism and the worship of the dollar um, even less all the time. I mean, yeah. Well, so for example, the mayor of Lincoln has put out a mask mandate that is starting July 20th. The Omaha mayor has said she would like to do the same thing, but there's something about the Omaha charter and the way the laws are written and she doesn't know if she can or she can or, you know, it's all very wonky and unclear. But, but there, a big problem. I, but here's the thing. Here's the thing about Omaha and Lincoln. We didn't even vote for the governor. And the governor has authoritarian control over the two biggest cities in the state. And we didn't even vote for him. Mm -hmm. That is why you have to have multiple layers of government so that it is balanced. The majority of geography in the state should not be able to control the public health outcomes in our biggest cities. Right. People out in Ord, you don't get to decide your senator, your governor, whatever, they shouldn't get to decide everything we're going to do in Lincoln and Omaha. That's or not that right. Pretty cool. Well, maybe it is, but did they vote for the governor? We have to check those election numbers. I'll, I'll, I'll look. And if they did, then they can just enjoy him. But Omaha and Lincoln did not. And we, we should have a right to have our democratically, democratically elected leaders have a say in a crisis. We deserve that. We have a right for that to happen. They d we deserve to have a say. Yep. And so I need the legislature to push back on that executive power. Your job is to be the check to that power. I think they really need to be thinking about workers and families. And I think they need to minimize 
relief to businesses and corporations. Yep. So like, I know that businesses hire workers that support their families, right? But I think we've all learned from Reagan economics, it doesn't work top down. If you can support the workers, that will thriving workers support thriving businesses. Yep. So if people are healthy, if they have what they need, if they have housing, food security, um, if they have health care, they will be more productive workers and that business will thrive on its own. So we don't, we don't need to put all of our focus on the business. And also your business shouldn't control, the place you work for shouldn't control all the outcomes in your life. You should be able to float around different businesses if you want. You're, you know, that just shouldn't be what you, where your economic stability should come from. So that's pretty screwed up. Can we talk about something real screwed up? Yes, always. So as part of the public health mandate coming from the governor, boards can, uh, people can zoom into them. Like, let's say, for instance, uh, the National Resource District board meeting, um, one of the board members can zoom in, but if they zoom in, they don't get to vote. What? Real life. That's fucked up. What's the rationale behind that? Cruelty? Yeah. COVID spread? Right, right. Or if you're immune compromised or you live with somebody who is, then you apparently don't get a vote on those boards. And recently I... Uh, heard about an NRD meeting, a natural resource district meeting. I think it was, um, doesn't matter which one. Anyway, where out of 30 people, two two people were wearing masks, um, one of which was a current board member. Uh, one was just a citizen in the audience. Uh, there weren't more than apparently three feet between people. Wait, um, did one- you say only one person on the NRD is natural resources? Yep, natural resource districts. So I would think like you would be kind of a science, environmentally. Yeah, yeah, you'd think person. that. I'm going to guess predominantly most of the people that serve on our natural resource districts across the state are just old white men. Ew. I know, I know. Oh, that's so. Not good. There's that. Anyway, and one of the gentlemen walked in. Apparently, had a little bit, um, a, a little bit of a fever. Was asked to wear a mask put it on and then went inside the meeting, took it off. And then there was an open discussion about how one of the employees of the natural resource district, uh, they thought he was probably positive for COVID. They're waiting for the results says the gentleman who's been exposed to him, who's not wearing a mask. And I just got to ask myself when I just can't handle the lack of leadership at all levels in this so that there's any sort of guidance on how people should operate in public and when it became completely acceptable to act irresponsibly at the detriment of everyone around you, the detriment of our kids being able to go back to school, the detriment of us being able to reopen our economy, save the small businesses that are really hurting right now, because we all know it's not the large businesses. I mean, United Healthcare just had the most profitable quarter in their history, right? When are we going to as a society work together to make this better and when are we going to have leaders that actually give a shit because obviously they don't Mm -hmm. yes yes um i was really impressed that the lincoln mayor finally did a mask mandate um it's overdue but the thing that i thought she said that was really poignant was we cannot ask children to do something we're not willing to ask adults to do Mm mm-hmm 
And we have to have kids wearing masks. And that means grownups have to do it too. I mean, this is what I'm always talking about with guns. Why do we let people just run around with guns all over the place and then hold them to zero standards of accountability and responsibility? Why do we let people, you know what? If you want to go out and get yourself some COVID, do your thing. But but then you don't just get to run around the grocery store without a mask. Right. You don't get to just do whatever you want. That's not how it works. And if we could finally get the numbers down to green and have hardly any COVID in our city, we could all take a little more risk. Right. I mean, I really thought we would be doing more by now. And actually we were gone backwards and now we're doing less. And it just makes me so mad at all the lack of creativity and leadership. Where are the bars in the streets? How come we have all the bars inside? Just move them out into the streets and shut down downtown in every city and make them walking downtowns. Right. Well, what else do you want to see in the legislature? Um, I would like to see uh, if Senator Wayne brings his bill to restore voting rights felons. And I hope that it happens very early in the resumed session so that um, if it gets, you know, through the legislature and vetoed by the governor, that there's time to fix that. Can he bring it back? I don't know. No, we were just talking about what we hoped. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I want to see the repeal of the lie to women bill. That bill had a hearing this spring, so it could come out of committee and fix it. Women will actually die if they are given bad advice after they have an abortion. We cannot have the law in Nebraska be women get advice that may kill them after an abortion. Right. We cannot have that in our statute. Or that's not factual. Right. Well, that's why it will kill them. It's, <laughs> it's couched as though it will help them, but it will kill them. Um, so we have to repeal that. Um, I know that was Megan Hunt's bill, and I would like to see them. I think that's a really important bill. Mm -hmm. So I'll give you another one of mine. I want to see a ban on guns in the Capitol. We know earlier, that was still this year, so much has happened, but that was still this year that there were guns in our Capitol as a form of protest. Loaded assault rifles were brought in as a protest prop, and that cannot be happening. The Capitol is where really tough civil discourse, which may not always be friendly, is supposed to be happening. And guns do not help those conversations. And in fact, they silence them and they are designed to be intimidating. Yep. So they need to fix that rule. I think that's maybe the executive committee has to do that. So I think it'll be interesting. We have uh, Kate Bowles is running against Jeff Fordberry. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out in the legislature if she does anything different. I didn't think about how that might impact Kate's behavior in the legislature. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, she might make some interesting speeches or pull some motions or I don't know. So that will be interesting. That property tax debate. Yeah. So that's this property tax debate. So like I said, I think that there is some need, but I also think that it's just another attempt to significantly undermine funding for public education in our state, because in Nebraska, of course, property taxes are tied so closely um, to our education funding. And one thing, when I was hearing some of the details about what they're going to be talking about, and um, one of the potential bills that will be brought forward is that 
they want to reduce the levy that is on residential and commercial property. Right now, the max that can be levied is $1.05 per $100 of value. And, you know, I have a little bit of privilege living in blue Lincoln, knowing that if they cut the levy that we will vote like we always do to give money to our schools. So I'm like, well, you know, what's really going to happen is that they are going to try to reduce that tax levy. And then they're going to say, well, we'll give um, money because there's apparently more money, couch cushion money, if you will, that they found from corporate and individual um, tax receipts this year that they're going to divvy up. And the thing is, is that they'll divvy that money up um, disproportionately. So Lincoln and Omaha will get, would get, it's not going to be divvied based on the number of students um, or anything like that, but there'll be more money going into um, our rural schools, which I think it's really important to keep our rural schools together also because um, my, my family lives out there and I've watched consolidation just destroy small towns and destroy small businesses all over um, rural Nebraska. So I, I, just don't know how they're going to say, well, we have this extra money this year, which I'm assuming we're going to see a reduction in receipts for income taxes and corporate taxes if our economy continues to contract the way that it is. But they're going to limit the way that counties can and cities can levy taxes to fund their schools. And so I'm like, where's this imaginary money going to come from in the future? You know, like we might have it now, but what about here's, going forward? Here's the thing, and this is definitely the plan. The governor, I am, I'm no doubt, I'm totally sure of this. I'm sure the governor is meeting with superintendents of schools and demanding certain things of them, like go to school at full attendance, for example. Like OPS and LPS are both planning to do that. I'm sure he's threatening school funding. I'm sure he's threatening charter schools, which I think we all want more choices in our public schools. That's a pretty easy thing to want is school choice. We all want school choice, but we can't move public money into private schools that aren't accountable to the public, that don't have public uh, standards. They don't have public um, transparency in how the money is spent, teacher standards, all those kinds of things. So if you want to go to a private school, Huzzah, go to a private school. They can do whatever they want, fine. But public money needs to be for public schools and every kid deserves an opportunity to get a great education. And I think the governor is going to make the schools or is making the schools do really unpopular things. He's pissing off the teachers' unions. Uh, really and, unsafe things, not even unpopular. Yeah, unsafe things. And what I predict, I predict the plan is, is it is pissing off liberals Conservatives um, generally like schools, but they're getting pissed off too. So basically nobody is happy about what the schools are doing. And the governor is saying, just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. Cause I'm going to offer you some degree of protection from the bad stuff I'd rather do. And I think he's just lying. And I think he's sullying their good name and their good brand. And then next year he's going to sweep in and capitalize on it. That's what I think the governor is doing this year for schools. I think he's ruining their brand and I think the schools are not standing up to it and they're going to let their brand be ruined. 
and that we might finally fall to charter schools next year. That's what I think is going to happen because that brand is so fragile and it's going to be the handiwork of a lot of rural senators and their schools are going to be the first to be screwed over. Yep. So that's what I think is the plan with schools. I'm super worried about it. That's depressing. I know. I know. But you know what's not depressing? This is Ernie Chambers has rolled up his sleeves and he's ready to fight. And he's got nothing but time. Nothing but time. He's just going to run the clock on him. He knows the rules better than anybody He wrote the rules. (laughs) (laughs) He wrote the rules. So... I, I think if people haven't watched the legislature before, they definitely should because it is, I mean, Ernie Chambers is, he is an old man. He's in great health. He's got huge bulging muscles. His, He's 80. his is mind 80? is sharp. Yeah. His mind is sharp, but four years from now, he's going to run again and go back in the legislature. I think he's ready to pass the baton and mentor somebody new. I think he's ready. And this might be his last go. So it really will be time to watch the legislature and see those last days that he serves as a state senator, the longest serving senator ever in our state history. Yeah, which should say something to everybody. Yeah. He's a man of the people and he's true to the issues and people like that. Yeah, absolutely. They like that. I know. I think they're trying to get him to run for county board seat in Omaha in order to try to keep this kid's jail out. And so it'll be real. He needs to see what what happens going forward on that one I, I think we all pin a lot of our hopes and dreams on senator chambers <laughs> we, we also do the same thing for ruth bader ginsburg and and i i do want to say i think it is it's really lazy on behalf of all of us we can't just have one person save an entire institution right we needed a better congress we'd have a better supreme court And when people look to Mitch McConnell and throw a bunch of money at his opponent, but in their own backyard, what have you done to get Cara Eastman elected? What have you done to get Kate Bowles elected? Don't worry that Ted Cruz sucks. We know he sucks. That's not your problem. Your problem, I mean, Adrian doesn't even have an opponent, so we're just stuck with him for two years, but... You can fix the Congress in two seats in Nebraska if you're listening. You have that kind of power. So don't be throwing your money out of state to some race. We have really competitive women on the ticket and and they need money. That is the thing they need. So um, that's our job. We want a better legislature. The reason Ernie Chambers is so important is because we send a shitty body we have all these districts with bad senators. We can fix that. You have to look at your own district and say, is my senator doing a good job? And if not, you better be finding someone new to run or you better be the person to run. I mean, I was shocked that um, Halloran, one of the worst senators in the legislature, doesn't have an opponent. Shocked. That is a crappy job on that district. Um And we've got to do better as a people. We can't just put everything on the shoulders of, and in this case, a woman and a black man, a civil rights leader. We can't be doing that. We can't be doing that. We need, we need to support them by fixing our own backyards. 
I encourage everybody to find somebody that try to volunteer for two hours once a week from now till November, right? Once a week, oh, yeah. commit to, you know, ask three of your friends if they're registered to vote. And it takes a very small amount of time. And if you do it consistently from now till November, you know, I, you know, we really should say now till mid-October because things are going to be predominantly mail-in. And mm-hmm. um, that means that mid-October is the is really when things are you'll be calling for ballots yep. so from i just got a, a pack of postcards from uh mary harding she's running uh for re-election she's a down ballot candidate and she just dropped off a packet of postcards and i just have to address them and say vote for mary send them off yep. it's easy anyone can do that for any candidate yep. just find and- one that you like and, and if you don't have somebody, you know, if you're listening to us and you're in the third district, there are people that are putting together groups to support the good things happening in CD1 and CD2. If you don't have somebody in your district that um, you want to work hard for, I know. Also, I bet everyone has someone in their district that they can work hard for. There is a school board seat. There's a city council seat. There's an NRD seat. There's a community college seat. There's a regent seat. Like, look hard and get out the crud. There are, even if it's two Republicans on the ticket, I bet you one is better than the other. Yep. And the worst one, might it might be the incumbent. Get them out. You have to start somewhere. Yep. And if you can do better than what you have, then that's what you have to do. Even if they kind of suck a little bit. If it's better than what you have, then you have to get it, make, you have to fix your own backyard. So that's my, that's my stump speech. Thank you. I can I can hear Frank Lemire in my head saying we've got work to do. Lots and lots of work to do. We do have work to do. Mm-hmm. We really do. And on that note, I think it's time for me to hit the hay and cut off this podcast recording. Stephanie, any final words for legislature week starting? I just can't imagine the shit show this is going to be <laughs> with some of these uh, senators and the need to wear masks and uh, safely social distance and be respectful. And um, I think it's going to be real interesting to see how it plays out. Well, my advice to all of the senators as you go back into the body is remember your training from the 90s. If you were a child in education in the 90s. Just say no. Band together and just say no. Tell the governor no. You are your own separate body of governance. You are a separate body of governance from the executive branch. Go back to your constitutional law class. Look at your orientation packet from your first day as a senator. You have to stand up to the governor and be your own independent body of governor, government. Do not let the political parties push you around. Do not let the governor push you around. Do what's right for the people and the people will reward you. Yep. Do what's right for the people. Just say no to the governor. Just say no. Even if there are no rewards at all, the reality is, is that those senators are there to represent their constituents and do what is in their best interest. It's like, it's a selfless act anyway. Well, for the pay, it is a selfless act. To that, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. All right, well. Melody, what are you reading? I am reading the, 
ah, what am I reading? I'm reading a book called Dear Edward by Anne Napolitano. It is, it's dark. It's dark. I, I'm only partway through, but it's uh, a little boy. There's a plane crash. He's the sole survivor. And it keeps flashing between stories of people that were on the plane and his life afterwards. But it's interesting. And I would recommend if you like a good novel, that is the writing style is unique. So I would recommend it's, it's solid book, solid read. I'm also reading a fantastic novel right now. It's Ooh, what are you reading? This is Everything by Jennifer Weiner, I think, W-E-I-N-E-R. Um, and it's about a couple of young women growing up in Detroit in the 1950s. And I'm about halfway through, and um, she's a fantastic writer, and I'd highly recommend it. I think I read that. Is it like a woman and two daughters? Mm-hmm. And then the daughters kind of go in different paths and then they have daughters. Oh, that is so don't, good. Don't, 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 don't ruin anything for me here. Well, no, but that's just, you know, they just go down their path, but it is so good. It is just this journey of feminism and it takes you all the way to like current day. Oh my gosh. It's so good. I'm so glad you're reading that. Would highly recommend listeners. Highly Super recommend. good. It'll be in the show notes. It's entertaining. You can't put it down. Like, the cover's good. really soft. It's soft? Like, is it hairy? Yeah. Like you're... No, I don't know. I don't you know, know what that like, means. I was actually I was actually reading it while I was doing a social distance. Like, I had to get out of Nebraska. And there were so many hummingbirds. And the book is red and orange that the hummingbirds were, like, dive bombing me, I think, for my book. <laughs> so, anyway. I love hummingbirds. Me too. All okay. right. Well, we'll talk next week. Bye, Stephanie. Good night. You've been listening to Seeing Red Nebraska, Politics from the Left. Seeing Red is a group blog edited by citizen volunteers and entirely devoted to Nebraska politics. You can support us on Patreon with a $5, $10, or $20 a month donation. Be sure to check us out at seeingrednebraska.com and on Facebook and Instagram. You can also follow us on Twitter at seeingredne or contact us via email at seeingredne at protonmail.com. 